Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Dave Helmbrecht, and another podcast coming at you guys. I got a new cord for my good microphone. If you can't tell, the, the quality might be a little better, hopefully. It was just, I don't know why it was so hard for me to find a uh, USB 2.0, a micro USB 2.0 cord. Uh, your regular 1.0 cords are just pretty much for charging and no data, no data transferring because you need to de- have the data transfer for audio and stuff. So found a couple, actually I had bought a two pack of them on Amazon just in case one bails on me. Still making some wine. I got the wine going. I didn't talk about that in the podcast. Uh, I took me like four tries to get it started. So you add the yeast and, uh, it, you know, within 24 hours, it should really start bubbling and letting a lot of CO2 go. And that's how you, you know, and it foams up a little bit. You know, you you can tell when it gets going. For some reason, the first three tries wouldn't take. Uh, but the fourth try, I finally got to go. And I tried a couple little tips and tricks I got uh, up my sleeve to get it going that I've used before. And watching UFC 254 on in the background, uh, some good fights so far. And I'm so excited for the main event, Justin Gaethje versus Habib Namunamedov. But thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. Huge shout out to Forks Fighters this week. I've been going in on Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you guys want to learn some self-defense or anything, uh, MMA, fight, jujitsu, grappling related, even wrestling, stop by uh, and let me know. Hit me up. Don't be afraid to talk to me. I know I'm just such a big badass guy that I'm just I'm hard to confront or whatever, but <laughs> just kidding. Pretty easygoing guy, so hit me up, you guys. Uh, Dave's podcast one at gmail.com. Uh, Funny Welder Gaming, if you guys want to see me streaming uh, on, on Facebook. Uh, Funny Welder on pretty much everything else. So enjoy the podcast, you guys, and thanks for listening. Later. Hey, what's up, hey, everybody? What is going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? What up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome to the Dave Cast. Welcome back to Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Man, I cannot get a point across to save my life today, you guys. I'm getting emotional. Stop getting emotional, Dave. Listen to me, guys. I'm out of control. So, welcome to the Dave Cast. I'm going to be your host, Dave Helmbrecht. This was the first podcast. I hope you guys liked it. I love you guys, and thank you so much. Love you guys. Listening. Later. Hey, what's going on, you guys? I am coming at you on a beautiful Saturday. It's a little brisk outside, but there's no wind, and the sun is kind of out. Well, it was out. Now it looks like it's going under, but it was making for a decent day. Had the dogs out running around with them. We have a new foster named Gemma. Uh, she was very, I don't know if I talked about her on the last podcast or not, very, uh, very shy, very timid, very scared of me especially. Uh, I do think I covered this on the last podcast. But anyway, she's doing good. She got spayed, so she's running around with a cone on now. And every day she seems like she's getting better and better. Uh, She does really good outside and goes to the bath. She hasn't had uh, an accident in the house since it's been over a week, I bet, since she's had an accident in the house. She's doing really well. I'm sitting here right now watching the uh, UFC. Uh, Which one is this? 250-something? Jesus. I don't even know. But I'm sitting here watching it in the background. Uh, it started at the main card started at two o'clock today. They're fighting in Abu Dhabi. Uh, there's some uh, amazing fights. Obviously, Habib versus uh, Justin Gaethje is the main event, and, and everybody it's 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 a hyped up fight. Everybody's looking forward to it. Uh, if Habib can get Gaethje on the ground and grind him out, and Gaethje can't get back up or gets back up and keeps getting taken down, it can. It can destroy a guy uh, physically and mentally just being taken down over and over, which Habib likes to do. 
Uh, Justin Gaethje has not been taken down very often. I don't think he's even been taken down since he's been in the UFC. I know prior to the UFC, he's been taken down a couple times, but not very often. He's a very good wrestler. Uh, Habib's probably got the best wrestling right now in the UFC, best grappling. When he gets to the ground, he just dominates. It's 254. And uh, I'm excited for it. So I got it on in the background. So if you guys hear me get all excited about something, maybe somebody got knocked out or it was a crazy punch or something. Uh, so speaking of the, the weather change, me and Mike went out fishing. It was probably my last time fishing out on the river this year. Uh, it wasn't too bad. It was pretty bad while we were out there. I had two pairs of socks on and I just had shoes. I wish I would have worn my boots. My feet were freezing. Uh, every time you have to reach into the bait bucket and grab a freaking some bait, and even if like we have a little scooper, we grab them, but you still touch them and they're wet. Your hands fucking cold after that for a while. Uh, we catch a fish, and you'd have to take the fish off the hook. Your hand gets wet touching the fish and slimy or whatever. It just and you can have you can use gloves, but they don't. You can't really do much with your fingers with gloves on. Like you can't. It's hard to grab a hook. You can't tie off new line or anything with gloves on. So it's like. You got to take your gloves off every once in a while. And I just don't even use gloves. It's hard to fish with gloves on, I think. They kind of get in the way uh, when you're reeling and doing other, and casting and stuff. So line gets caught on them, and I don't even use them. I just stick my hands in my pockets or sit on my hands while I'm waiting. The last time we were out, uh, Mike hooked into a big fish, and he's like, man, he's just, I'm pulling it in, and it doesn't feel like a catfish. Feels like uh, feels like a carp. He had a night crawler on, and he could have, you know, when you have with that with a night crawler, you can pretty much on the bottom, you can catch anything. You can catch, you name it. In that river, there's just tons of different fish, and everything eats night crawlers. And as he's reeling it in, it gets close to the boat, and he goes, "Holy shit, that's a walleye!" And I uh, hit it with the net real quick, got it in the boat, and man, this was it was about 28 and a half inches long. Uh, it was a big fat fish, had a huge head on it. And my uncle, I sent a picture to my uncle and he said that it's a really rare walleye that is usually in Canadian rivers called a uh, Winnipeg greenback or something he called it, which is pretty interesting. And it, we didn't have a scale. We didn't have a good scale in the boat. Mike has this crappy little scale. We didn't even use it, but it, and he, and he let it go. He, he put it back in uh, with a fish that big. You either mount it or you or you let it go. You know what I mean? You don't you can't eat them older big fish like that. It's just not it's the meat's gonna be kinda tough and it'll be extra fishy. You don't I don't know. Nobody really eats I know people probably do eat those big fish, but I never have. I've never kept them. I always let them go. Uh, if I caught like a ten pound walleye or bigger, I would definitely probably mount it. Uh it's not cheap to do either, so I don't have the funds that I need to put into mount. So I'd probably just let it go. Uh Mike's fish was probably eight. Uh, nine pounds but that for a walleye that is insane so it was it was a fun experience being out there with Mike catching that and he was so excited it was his record walleye and he loves catching big walleye he never was never really a big walleye fisherman back in Texas and stuff he was more of a bass fisherman and big catfish and stuff good on Mike man he's uh he loves the fucking fish and I mean I do too but that dude's passion for fishing is amazing and we're still slowly working on the guide service thing we probably need a bigger boat. My reverse and my motor went out, so that's just, I wouldn't want to take people out on a guide service and not have reverse in my boat. It just doesn't seem professional. And My boat, you know what I mean? Three people in that boat would be would be about max. Four people gets kind of crowded. Uh, I take all the kids out and stuff when we do okay, but 
uh, if I'm running a guide service, I don't four people in the boat might seem like a little too much. So if it was just me and I could take two people out or whatever, but if we had one person that wants to go out, me and Mike could both go with them. But we both want to have separate boats so sometimes so we could just take more people out and just make it a better fun experience. Mike looked at an older boat. It was really big, had tons of space. It was set up really nice, but it had a 125 motor on it and it had issues and Mike called the mechanic about it and he said, nah, that's not gonna, you don't even want to waste your time trying to fix it. And finding parts for those old motors can be tough and they don't make new parts for most of them anymore either. They discontinue a lot of stuff. Ooh, but the so I was saying we were out there and it was pretty cold just sitting there but man <laughs> driving down the river down and back back was so bad we were both just like screaming and just it was just painful I'm trying to look down but at the same time I got the light so I kind of shine it out forward so we can see if there's any logs or trees floating or stumps sticking out because that river can be super dangerous uh at night especially at night and you know, the lights on a boat don't, it's not like headlights in a car. Uh, oh my God, this fight's over in freaking 15 seconds. That's crazy. Yeah, freezing cold. So I'm just like, I don't know. Like we had lots of clothes on and jackets and stuff and it's still just, I wish I would have had a better face mask or a face mask. I actually didn't even have one. Speaking of face masks, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to get into that shit. Uh, but it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. I wish I had a shop and stuff to work on my boat and get some of this stuff fixed up or even possibly take the bottom end apart and see if I can't replace that, the gear that's out for reverse. Uh, some people post, I read about it online or watched a video and it doesn't seem like it's too hard to do. And I'm pretty mechanically inclined. I could probably do it. Finding the parts will be the biggest issue. And I've never really done a lot of work on boat engines uh, the drivetrain on them is a little different. It runs down, you know, and not straight back like a car. But, yeah. I'm just watching the UFC right now. I don't know. I, I just want to get a podcast out because I haven't done one in a while. About a, it's been over a week. A few people hit me up asking me when the next podcast is and they need the day fix. And that makes, you know, that makes me feel really good that people want to to listen to me. And it's it's hard, man. Sometimes... I think I really do have imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is like when things are going good for you, you feel like, uh, you know, you've, you don't deserve it or you just, I'm, you know, why am I, I'm not good enough for people to sit and listen to me and you you can't feel that way. You know, you got to like, just take it and just be like, Hey man, things are going the way they're going. And, and this and that, like with streaming, like a lot of people, I got a lot of follows. I got people that come in and out and hang out with me and it's like, man, I don't, you know, why do people even want to watch me? But why do I do it though? You know, I just do it. I do it because I love the game and I love just being social. You know, I like, and obviously it's not really social. I'm not face to face with people. And I, you know, if you guys have ever met me in person, I love to sit and chat. I'm a very social person, but I just don't get out and do it like I used to, man. And a lot of, you know, a lot of it has to do with COVID and people not getting together, but I'm just at that age now where, you know, you don't, you know, you're dealing with family and your own shit and you don't really get a chance to get out and be that social, you know, a lot of people, obviously they'll meet at a bar or restaurant, have a few drinks or just hang out uh, at somebody's house and, and, and play games, watch a movie, have a fire. Um, me and Robin wish we had more fires out here and have people come out for it. But for some reason, living out in the country, it's hard to get people to come out here and 
that's a really cool thing about being out here. We'll we'll get a bunch of pallets and collect a bunch of wood or uh, Jeremiah, a guy I used to work with, says I, he lives out by Laramore. He's like, you can come out anytime and uh, and grab some wood. He's got huge piles of logs and woods and stuff, woods and wood and stuff. And we we've done it a couple times and had some decent fires. And it's just fun to sit around a fire and talk and and whatever. Especially if you like to drink, which I used to, but still two hundred, almost two hundred eighty days, I think, clean and sober. And I joke about it being boring, but I'm better this way. I'm way better clear headed. Uh, drinking and drugs and all that other stuff just it just complicates things it's a waste of financial financial money you know financial money jesus <laughs> financially it's just not you know if you have the money to buy your drinks or pff, i guess one shouldn't say drugs you shouldn't do drugs or you know what i mean but if you got the money to buy some alcohol or smoke a little weed you know i have nothing against that at all uh, the other harder drugs that addict, get you get addicted to and ruin your life. If anything, if you're doing anything and it's, and it's ruining your life or taking time away from positive people in your life, then, you know, like you could go fishing too much. You could be out there and just not spending time with your family, you know, and it could it could hurt that. It could hurt your relationship with your wife or your significant other. Anything you do. Uh, if it's taking time away from the, the positive vibes in your life, it can it can be bad, you know, not just drugs and alcohol. It's what I'm getting at. But I don't know if I want to touch any more on the imposter syndrome thing. It just, it's weird, you know. It's just like, why do people want to hear me talk? And obviously it's, you know, and I think I'm interesting. I think I've experienced a lot of things or else I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Right now it's kind of hard to find shit to talk about being, I mean, politics. But people like don't necessarily want me talking about politics or don't like it. They just, a lot of people aren't political. And I get it, man. Politics is, it's just... It's easier to not think about the bullshit that's going on because it's you feel like you can't fix it. There's like nothing there's nothing we can do to you know to change who's running for president. They seem to get to pick it and we don't even get to choose. Like there's two pieces of shit running this year. And it's like you should you should be we should be arguing about who the better man is, you know, out of two amazing people. They sh both should be so amazing that it's actually hard to choose between which one. But we're so bipartisan, red or blue, you know, and so now it's like the lesser of two evils. We should, fuck it. this is the number one person in the United States, the person that's going to run the biggest uh, military force, the greatest country in the world, in my opinion. They're going to be running it. And we have to choose between the lesser or two evils. It makes no sense to me. And I get how people could could not want to, not want to get into it because it's just it fucking frustrates you. It's just annoying. It's like, why? Why? Why is it gotta be that way? There's nothing we can do to change it. I mean, there is, you can vote and whatnot, but there's way too many people still that are red or blue and they'll vote that way, or there's people that hate Trump so bad that they'll vote for a senile old man that likes to sniff kids. And who's who's connected to tons of controversy. With that being said, people will vote for some arrogant asshole that is more worried about defending himself if somebody disses him than actually addressing actual issues. You know, I don't know, man. It's just it is it is a mind fuck. And if I you go deep into it, it drives you nuts, man. And it's like, do we we need some sort of revolution? You know, we don't need a civil war. We all need to stop fighting with each other. We all need to come to common ground and say, I'm a Republican, man, but Trump 
he's not he's not presidential. He's he shouldn't be the guy running our country. Uh, Joe Biden, like what? Why would you know? And then the thing with him is he's been in government for forty seven years, and now he says he wants to fix things. And it's like, well, why haven't you been working on fixing things already? Why, when you were vice president, things weren't fixed? You know, in, in the Obama administration. And I like Barack Obama. I thought he was one of the most presidential presidents we've ever had. He spoke very well. Uh, I think he kind of brought people together, but at the same time, he brought some divide. And you know what I mean. And it was a tough time with all that. That's when kind of the race, the race relations, and all that stuff really started to kick off with Ferguson and, and a few other incidents. I think Charlottesville. It, it is a, such a strange time that we're living in, and now in the middle of a pandemic where this pandemic, man, has got me fucking scared. Not because of the coronavirus. It just, it showed how vulnerable the United States is. Like, think about that. Like, this virus that has a, like a one, I don't even know, if it, let's just say it's a 1% chance of killing people, which I think it's actually less than 1%, has shut down our country, has turned people against each other. And just imagine... Other countries that don't like America or we have terrorist enemies, you know, that are watching us and they're like, man, if we can hit them with some sort of chemical weapon that that kills more than 1% or even just another one that kills 1%, we can freaking cripple one of the greatest countries with the greatest army in the world. And it, it, it's, it's crazy, you know what I mean? And it scares me. How vulnerable we are after, you know what I mean? Just this one little virus that, you know, and to be the saddest part about it is they made it super political. Why do they make everything political? Why not be like, okay, this is about a virus. This isn't political. We need to save lives and help people, you know, and you can blame Trump. And the thing is at the beginning, no matter what he did, whether he shut down everything and he shut down travel you know, they, they called him xenophobic for, for stopping, you know, travel to China or everywhere, international travel. He shut it down. If he didn't do that, I think they would have freaking gave him, gave him shit for not, you know, protecting the people and stuff. It didn't matter what Trump did. They're going to hate on him. And it is just, it's just sad. Uh, it's like, it's like that old, it's like that saying, if, you know, you're on an airplane and you want the pilot to fail because you don't like him. You don't agree with his his beliefs or his ideology. We're all we all suffer from it. And we all struggle because of it. So the vulnerability thing really gets me up in arms. I don't know. I don't. I'm gonna drink some coffee real quick. Throat was getting scratchy. <sighs> Crazy times we live in. Uh, what else is going on? Watching some shows. Uh, Robin watched Borat, the first one, because we want to watch the second one, and we plan on watching it here pretty soon as soon as she's done watching the first one. She's been watching in increments, I believe. Uh, she might be done with it now, but we're going to watch Borat too. I've heard it's pretty funny. Uh, some people say it wasn't as good as the first one, but uh, Sasha Baron Cohen or whatever his name is, is hilarious. He's such a troll. And they do all sorts of really cool uh, like it's like a, a candid thing, right? Like he'll walk into a store and that person won't know their, their recording or whatever. And he'll just fuck with people and they get weird and or they think he's just weird or they don't know how to respond or they respond in weird ways. It's, it's kind of cool. It's fun to watch. 
he's just ridiculous. And, and the, the humor is just over the top stupid. And I like that kind of shit. Mm, we watched a couple series. Oh, I've been watching that Oak Island mystery. And they only have season four. And I actually think they're farther ahead than that. And I regret watching that entire thing. Spoiler alert. They don't find shit. And everything they find, they think is something. And it's like... They dug like four of these deep holes in what they call the money pit and they pull up some wood and they're like, and they get all, they kind of get excited. Like they think they're on the right track to find stuff, but there's tons of old shafts from the eight early, from the early mid to late 1800s. People have been digging there and making all these shafts and they put in wood supports and stuff to, to get down there. People have died trying to get down to it. Uh, one of the tunnels got flooded, which by they think is a booby trap. That was put there. I feel like I wasted my time watching this show. I learned some stuff maybe about some of the history of Nova Scotia and in Oak Island, but it, I, what do I need that shit in my brain for? I don't, I don't need that shit. It was just a big disappointment for me. I'm like, all right, when are they going to find treasure? And they never did. Spoiler alert. I think I just saw something that they're coming out with season seven. So... Season four was pretty worthless, so hopefully in the later seasons they start finding stuff. They've blown millions and millions of dollars looking for it, and I don't know where they get their funding from or if these guys were just millionaires. I don't know. Me and Robin finished... Um, oh, we watched... Uh, we never finished it. The Chicago 7 or whatever it's called back in the 1969. I think it's based on a true story. Uh, these seven guys who were... They were they were all in like the leader of their little little sanctions that were fighting or Jesus, dude. They were you know they were just in disagreement with the the way the country was being ran, the Vietnam War, and they went to Chicago to protest it, and a lot of violence broke out, and it's just these guys on trial, and it we went halfway through it, and it's very interesting. I I like it so far. We got to finish it. Jesus, what are some of this? We watched a couple different series. Oh, The Haunting of, is it? Oh, Bly Manor. The Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, really good show. Scary parts here and there. I don't think it was overly scary or not or whatnot, but it was it was a really good series. We really enjoyed it. There was another show we recently watched too. We finished it. I can't, I don't know. If you guys haven't seen The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, on Netflix, hilarious, like stupid, funny, well-written show uh, about a girl who is in a sex cult in the uh, kidnapped in a bunker, and then she gets released, and she's just a super positive vibe on life, even though she's been through some shit. And it's comedy, though. It's it's hilarious. There's some cool actors in it. Titus Andromedus is this gay black dude that is just he is so fucking funny. He's an inspiring actor, and he, the shit that they come up with for him is just it's it's amazing. Well, I've been rambling on for 20 minutes. I'm sure if you guys want me to talk about something, if you want me to go back and talk old stories uh, and whatnot, I, I will. Holy shit, yeah, I was going to talk about this. So Thursday night, uh, I went to Forks Fighters. For those who don't know, I've been going to Forks Fighters, a boxing gym. They got some guys interested in MMA. So I, I go there and I show some wrestling I show some, you know, some ground, some MMA type grappling for these guys and just to kind of give them the intro. They don't, you know, I'm just giving them the basics right now. They're all pretty, pretty green. And, uh, but I, I was a decent boxer and I was a decent kickboxer and I have some of the, 
I had some decent, you know, some good, some really good solid foundation when it came to striking. And I, I step in and I like to help out with some striking too. Uh, people forget that I got, you know, I was an actual fighter. I trained in everything. I'm not just a jujitsu guy. Uh, I had to learn to strike, set up takedowns with strikes. Uh, I had a nasty overhand right. That was my main punch. And, and it was good. Like I changed levels. And as I'm coming in to shoot, I would throw my overhand right. And uh, it was whoop. It was like a whooping overhand. And it, it caught people all the time. Sparring, I would rock people with it quite a bit. And, I, you know, I had some good leg kick combinations and some neat some neat angles and just stuff that I like to I like to use. And I just share it with people. Like there was things I would learn coming up that was like, man, I wish I would have learned that way sooner. I wish somebody would have told me that even in jujitsu, like, damn, I wish I would have knew that five years earlier, you know, or that like when you're boxing, like my jab, like I have no, no reach at all. And me trying to out jab somebody and, and use it for distance is just dumb because they're going to have more reach. And as soon as I throw my jab, they're going to come over it and hit me. So I learned later in my career that I use my jab. I actually learned it from uh, Greg Nelson and one of the greatest MMA coaches in the world uh, out of Minnesota Martial Arts Academy in Minneapolis was like, dude, you got to use your jab to get inside. So just like you throw just double jabs and you get in close and you can set up a takedown. Uh, you can throw more hooks and just I have more power inside. Fighting on the outside for me is just stupid. So I wish I would have learned something like that sooner, you know. But Ben going there, Ben helping out. Victor's so positive, and he's trying to bring all these people together, and he's keeping it alive, and huge shout-out to Victor and Forks Fighters. But on my way home, and I, I brought Tristan to the gym with me, and he had a lot of fun uh, bouncing around and just, you know, I was wrestling around with him. We were hitting each other with these foam things, and it was we, he had a lot of fun, and it's good for, for him to get out of the house and just experience that. And he's just got so much energy. It's really good for him. But we're on our way home, going down County Road 11, and out of nowhere, it, a, a decent-sized buck pops out of the ditch, and it was just nothing I could do. I hit the brakes real hard, but it was just, boom, a crazy impact. Crumples up my hood, uh, pull over to the side of the road. Uh, Tristan's pretty shaken up, and he's he's pretty sad, and he, he cried a little bit. He, he took it like, he did all right, though. I mean, it was it's got to be scary for a kid if he's never been in an accident before, and get out, look at my car, and my car is just fucked. Uh, smash the headlights, the grill, the radiator's pushed in. The hood is just crumpled up. The fenders are fucked like it was bad. And then we walk back down the road, and there's this buck laying in the middle of the road. He's dead, and uh, I felt bad. Like, I, I just, you know, I don't want to take an animal out like that, you know, and uh, I'm all for hunting and stuff, and you, you know, eat the meat, and uh, the, the deputy showed up, and asked me, you know, he's like, this is salvage, salvageable, if it's salvageable meat, we can tag it and you can have it. And I was like, okay, cool. And me and him were looking at it and it was, its stomach had ruptured and it was already bloating and stuff. And I, I would, I could have gutted it right away, got it home, gutted it and stuff. And then it probably would have been okay, but I bet a lot of that meat was just, it was pretty wrecked, I'm sure. I hit that deer dead on and it was, it was bad. Uh, my car is probably going to be totaled. They gave me an estimate of eighty three hundred dollars, and the car books at like like seventy four hundred in excellent condition. So even you know it might be a little less than that, but if if that's the case, uh, my the Kia Optima is no longer. Uh, I do have gap insurance and stuff, so it'll pay off the loan and at least you know I won't have a car payment now. But now I just have the truck and it guzzles gas and it's probably not the most reliable vehicle. I can't go too far with it. 
so I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, it's it's going to be really nice not having a car payment. And I don't know if I want to go out and, and you know, get another loan on another vehicle. I definitely don't want a, a, a big loan or a, on a newer vehicle. But then you buy a a used vehicle or a cheaper vehicle and you get what you pay for sometimes. And with vehicles, it's such a toss up. You can buy, you know, a relatively newer vehicle and have issues with it. Uh, so I'm going to keep my eye out. If any of you guys know of a decently priced vehicle that you think is in good shape, let me know. I hate selling vehicles to somebody I know. I've, I've always been like that where somebody's like, hey, do you want to sell this car or this and that? And I go, I don't know. I go, I don't, I don't like selling to friends because you never know. Like I sell it to you. It's running good. It's running great. It's driving great. And then I sell it to you. And the next day the tranny goes out and then they feel like you fucked them. And it just, it can, it can hurt relationships with your friends and, and family and stuff. So I just don't, I don't like to sell to somebody I know. Not that I like fucking, I would want to fuck over somebody I don't know. But at the same time, you know, it's like if somebody were like to buy a vehicle from me and the next day the motor blows up and they're like, well, I'll be like, I didn't know, you know, I thought it was good, you know, and I don't know. Do you give them their money back? And then now you're stuck with this car that's blown up. <laughs> I don't know. That's all part of the whole car buying game or buying anything for that matter used. You never know what you're going to get. But so, yeah, had that dramatic event. It didn't really shake me up. Robin was like, aren't you, you know, are you shaking up from it or whatever? And I go, no, been through some shit in my day, been in a few accidents and hitting a deer wasn't a big deal. It would scared the living shit out of me, though. Um, but anyway, you guys, uh, thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. Hit me up anytime, you guys, if I'm streaming on Facebook, Funny Welder Gaming. Drop by, say hi. Yes, I'm still doing it. And I just, I really enjoy it. I like talking to people and them coming in and chatting with me and stuff. If I'm going to sit here and game, uh, it's kind of a fun aspect of gaming. People can watch and chat with me and stuff and get me talking. Because I, I love to bullshit. I love to chat. As you guys know, I'm quite the talker, so... Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, Funny Welder Gaming, go ahead and uh, give me a like, give me a share, give me a follow. Follows are huge. Uh, while I'm streaming, shares are big, you know. Share it to your page or if you have any groups you want to share it to, you can share it to groups. You don't have to say put it on your page. Yeah, uh, Funny Welder and everything else, davespodcast1 at gmail.com. Send me a message if you want me to talk about anything. You're looking at sponsoring the podcast, uh, just let me know. You know, I, I, I would pretty much talk about any, anything that's, that's good to, you know, that's good and that's uh, a positive or, you know, you're, you have a company or business with good intentions and you guys do a good, a good, a fucking good, 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 good. That's all I keep saying. Uh, you guys do a good thing. Let me know. I'll definitely give you a shout out on the podcast. Huge shout out to Forks Fighters uh, and Victor there. I've been going there a lot. If you guys want to learn some boxing or on Tuesdays and Thursdays, drop by. I'll definitely teach you guys either some grappling, some self-defense stuff, anything you guys want to learn. I would, I'm just a book of knowledge and I've been doing, I've been in the game for like almost 18, 18 years. Yeah. Been wrestling since I was like seven. So let me know. Uh, hit me up. Dave's podcast one at gmail.com. Dave Helmbrecht on Facebook. And I think that's about it, you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, later.